once. All right. Hi, Katie. Hi, Emma. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. It's a beautiful day outside. It's 60 degrees in Chicago in November. And, um, love that. I mean, December. It's the holiday season. Oh, ho, ho, ho. ho. Oh, man. We're definitely up to date. (laughs) I was talking, I was talking to a friend today and he was like, How many have you recorded? And I was like, Oh, I think like five. And then I started counting them. And I was like, No, this is eight. This is our, Eight. Our, uh, so yeah, you know, we have no idea how this will be received. Uh, hopefully we'll have more than, you know, seven or eight listeners. And we'll see. We've done really well. So our, our idea was that we were going to record, like, I think we said we wanted to do like four or five before we started releasing it. And then like, you know, things got complicated. Life and it was happens. easy to re- it was easy to record the episode, but we had to get music. We had to get art. We had yep. to like get social media stuff going and like... Mm-hmm get ready to promote and everything. And then we ended up like not releasing any episodes. So, so this is go and get your girl, the podcast. Where Have you noticed Emma, Emma, I love you, but have you noticed that you've been putting an and in the name of our podcast every time you say it? <laughs> I know. And there's no and <laughs> this is go get your girl. Yeah, I mean, well, here, I mean, you wrote the little thing at the top of this, and it does, it says, go get your girl. So I know that you know there's not an and. It's just, it's what's in your heart when you're speaking. So I get it. Yeah. I need more words, more lines. <laughs> I understand. You're an actor. You're, you're trying to get more words. I need more words. I need more screen time. Yeah. This is Go Get Your Girl, the podcast where Emma and Katie hire Vanessa Hudgens to portray them in a movie that takes place during the holidays. Maybe there's more than one of them. Maybe there's some time travel that doesn't make sense. But here we are discussing the movie of the week, which is The Night Before Christmas. The K-Night Before Christmas, the K-N-I-G-H-D Before Christmas. You'll know because you'll see that in text form on your on your podcast player. Podcast player that you're listening to. Yeah. 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 Your podcast player? Well, I mean, like when you, the app is a podcast player. Yeah. There's a million different podcast players and our podcast will be available on all of them. So you can yes. listen to it on whatever yeah, you want. Subscribe. Listen to us talk about things that we forget that we talk about. Listen yeah. to us talk about things that we promised our husbands or wives that we wouldn't say on the podcast and then say anyway. <laughs> really? Oh, I I definitely haven't done that. Have you? Uh, Charlie told me not to talk too much about how <laughs> what he said about the French during Amelie. And uh, I definitely brought that up. <laughs> the man is British. Like everyone knows how he feels. Well, I hate to break it to you, Charlie, but you are being mentioned a shit ton in today's episode because Charlie had never seen The Knight Before Christmas. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. This was an excellent, excellent uh, date night experience, I would have to say. I missed the opportunity. And I think the next time we do one of these like hallmarky rom-coms, I'm going to take a Charlie eye roll tally. (laughs) Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So wait, wait, I mean, these are eye rolls that are noticeable enough 
to you who is yes. watching the movie and not watching him. So that means he's exactly. going to have to turn to you and yes. performatively eye roll, correct? Yes. Well, he performatively eye rolls and goes, oh, goodness. What a waste of time. <laughs> what a waste of time. <laughs> I would beg to differ. He he had a lot of really good zingers. Yeah. Just say about the night about Christmas. God, I um we'll get into I that. love this movie so much. I do too. So bad. It's, it's a, so good. It's a goddamn delight. Like it's, um Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah, the movie that we're watching tonight is uh, the night before the night before Christmas from 2019, directed mm-hmm. by Monica Mitchell, who mm. has directed a lot of movies with the word Christmas in the title. I love that she's got yeah. she's got a vibe, she's got a brand, she yeah. knows how to sell it. And honestly, like I would like that kind of career as a director, where like. You make like maybe two movies a year and you get to make them in fun places and maybe you're not yep. making like the greatest art in the world, but I bet she has like a nice house and a family yeah. and like doesn't spend too much time away from them. You know, there's worse careers to have. Exactly. And I bet she has a great yeah. time making these movies because it looks exactly. like they had so much fun making this. Yeah. <laughs> the night before Christmas. Uh, so I started it off since Charlie was back this week, try- with showing him the poster and asking him what of he course, thought yeah. the movie was about. Uh-huh. <laughs> to which Charlie responded, I couldn't care less for this section. <laughs> oh my God. For this section? Yes. What does that mean? The section of the podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, the, oh, the, the, the Charlie talks about the poster? Yeah, he's just like I don't know. I it's about it, it's it's about a knight and Vanessa Hudgens and maybe yeah. time travel or medieval times. I don't know. I couldn't care less. Yeah, it's uh. So the poster is um is divided in in tw- into in twain. You might say mm-hmm. um with uh with the Hudge on one side in the the Love best her. dress. We'll, we'll talk about the dress in a minute. Oh, of course. And uh, with a blue uh, background in front of her suburban Midwest home. And yes, then there's a line. shining line between <laughs> them. And then you've got Josh Whitehouse on the uh, on the right-hand side um, yep. in front of a drawing of a castle. <laughs> um, wearing what I'm sure is very realistic um, uh, armor and holding a sword. <laughs> this movie. It's a, the, the tagline is... A um a modern day romance with a medieval twist. November twenty first, oh. Netflix. Yep, yep, yep. That pretty much sums up what the movie is about. I will say that so this movie, much more so than any other movie I feel like we have seen or will see, I feel is the most historically accurate film. <laughs> At least until we get to Kate and Leopold. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I feel like that one's a little bit more historically accurate than this one. What do you mean? I don't understand. As soon as... Okay, first of all, before we even get into the plot, I was going through the letterbox reviews of this, and everyone, they cannot get over the fact that his name is Sir Cole, which sounds like Circle. It's like Circle, yeah. I mean, how can... That's instantly... Like, Caitlin and I were calling him Circle... The first time we saw this, when it came out in 2019, yeah. There goes Circle. 
Yeah, it's Circle. Circle's a time traveler. Honestly, I'm surprised that they, I'm surprised that they didn't like make a joke out of it. Like they had to have noticed when they were filming this, right? Like, like the little girls, like his name is Circle. Like obvious joke. I mean, yeah, we all know child actors notoriously snarky. (laughs) I was a child actor. Were you a child actor? Not really. I mean, I was, but I wasn't. Like, I, mean, I wasn't I, in films or anything. I did like, no. you know, local children's theater and stuff. I mean, <laughs> I did a lot of class. I did a lot of classes yeah. and a lot of school plays yeah. and things. Yeah. So if that counts as being a child actor, yeah. I I auditioned for Holes. Remember that? Did you make yeah. it? Did you get cast? Yeah, I'm I'm in Holes. Yeah. No, I'm not <laughs> in Holes. Katie Coleman, famously in Holes. (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) But the fact that as soon as he lands in modern times, that people aren't running away from him because he smells like literal shit. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his teeth are rotting and falling out makes me believe someone didn't do their historical research. (laughs) I don't think that's necessarily true. I think that um, it would probably just be difficult to uh, to kind of stage a romance with uh, a realistic uh, medieval knight. Yeah. Charlie did say, I have several quotes from Charlie, and I made sure to mark them so that he gets the credit, much to his dismay. And <laughs> he he said towards the end, he said, I mean, if he was a real knight, why isn't he raping and pillaging his way through Ohio? Jesus Christ. (laughs) Listen, I don't know if Charlie and the rest of the critics noticed this, but he is also thrown through time with a magic amulet. And last I checked, that's not historically accurate either. So time travel, man. Sounds like quibbles to me, you know, like. Pick your battles. Exactly. Who gives a shit? Like, listen, you want to make a movie out of Abelard and Heloise, go ahead and do it. <laughs> this is not that. We're not here for the realism. We're here for the yeah. whimsy. <laughs> All right. So uh, it's 1334, which is like, I mean, that's, that is, that is medieval times. That is not like... <laughs> There's no Abraham Lincoln's. Yeah. Well, that's no, I just mean like, you know, a lot of, a lot of this, this kind of thing would probably try to like make it a little bit, uh, you know, yeah. closer. Cause I mean, here's the one thing, like he wouldn't be speaking modern English if he's from no. 1334 either. So that's the main, that that's gotta be top of the list. From Letterboxd. Yeah. He would be talking like the Canterbury Tales. Exactly. Using all sorts of words and phrasings that don't make sense to us. Yeah, I mean, hey, uh, when I was in high school, we had to learn the prologue of the Canterbury Tales in Middle English. Did you do that? No. They didn't do that in Texas. They did that in Tennessee no. for some reason. They made yeah, it's like, Yeah, excuse me? That was the Swedish chef that I did. But honestly, it doesn't sound that different from Middle English. Um, oh, that's right. You went to Christian high school in Texas. Yeah, we memorized 
the Bible. And also, and also in my senior year, they were like, we're going to do something a little risque in Bible class this year, guys. See, you guys are yeah. seniors, so you can handle it. We're like, okay. You had Bible okay. class every year? Like every you had to take year. Bible? Yep. Oh my it God. was required. Jim wasn't. I got out of gym. <laughs> oh, same. Yeah. But, uh, but Bible was required. And so <laughs> senior, they're like, we're going to do something risky and dangerous, but it's because you guys are almost adults. We believe you can handle it. And I was super stoked. I was like, great. No Bible class. Maybe we, we have like an actual sex education class. You know, maybe we talk about how abstinence isn't the only option. <laughs> they're like, no, we're going to teach the book of revelations. Oh. Wow. I, I, I thought you were going to go for like um song of Solomon or something a little sexy, but um, no, no. Yeah. That's uh, that sounds like yeah. a bad time. Yeah. And I also had, uh, so we had to pick our favorite Bible verse in like eighth grade and memorize it and, or just, for something i don't know we had to pick a bible verse that was our favorite so i thought it was hilarious if i picked there's one in um the old testament from basically joseph and the amazing technicolor dream coat where they're just sure, listing yeah. off the brothers. book of joseph and the amazing technicolor dream coat is what it's called i believe yeah, yeah yeah the book of joseph and the amazing technicolor dream coat by sir yeah. andrew lord weber and Correct. They're just naming off all the brothers. They're like, or like, it's oh, just, yeah. it's a paragraph of it. And I was just like, this yeah. is hilarious because it's like yeah. such and 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 such. And like other people were yeah. like, I picked John 316. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what that sure. one is, but I. I it's yeah. the wrestler one. It's the one about the wrestling. Oh, cool. There was a reason I, I was an emo kid. Anyways, so. <laughs> Emo kids famously in the night before Christmas. Emo kids also famously into Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. I think you might have been a bit of an anomaly with the emo kids, Emma. I think that I was just artistic. Like, yeah, I yeah, liked sure, yeah. <laughs> I liked anything that the norm didn't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That included That's musical theater be- and screamo. Right. That song in Amazing Technicolor Dream Coat, where the, the coat is black and black and black and, and black, black and black and black. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was a joke for no one. It was a joke for me and Emma and literally no one. Oh, it was so funny, though. It was so good. I'm dying. Um, Anyways, so, so we're in yes. 1500s England. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Circle. Um, who is our male protagonist in this film? Who is has Cole a brother? A short name. I, I don't Cole, know. It's my last like, name, um, but, like, but I have no idea. <laughs> are, you, are you from thirteen thirty five? I'm from much later from that than that. I mean, like the family name. So I know that. Yeah. So my last name is Coleman. It's Irish. And it was originally like Coolamain or something, like C-O-L-U-M-A-I-N, which is probably pronounced like Colise or something. Yeah. But they changed it at Ellis Island to Coleman. So um, oh. I have no idea. No. But that was that was like 20th century. That was much later. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted um, you because that was bothering me. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'll bet that whoever wrote this movie, movie I wrote it down. Um, didn't <laughs> didn't like, care or check. Should be like Zachariah honestly, or Taylor. It doesn't matter, you know. Like it's not what this movie's about. Like that kind of thing doesn't bother me. It was written by Kara J. Russell, um, who has written several other like this style of uh, of movie. A lot of this style of movies. And you know what? I bet. I bet she's she enjoys her life as well. Um, happy yeah. for her. Yeah, I wonder if there's like a little click of like the people that just specialize in these like Hallmarky now Hallmark and Netflix Christmas films. Yeah, it's a whole yeah. industry. So Circle is uh, has been a knight for a few years and is looking for his quest, which is um, a thing for knights apparently. Like I was a um, I was a double major in history and theater in uh, in college, and I took I took at least one class on medieval European history, and I do not remember that from the chivalric code. But I'm <laughs> I, I don't remember it being like a requirement, like the difference between a knight and a true knight, which is seeming like mm. some kind of like um, like Boy Scout kind of situation where you have yeah. to like level up. It's, it's he used to get his thing. merit badge. Yeah, in um, So he's. Yeah, they're they're doing like some kind of like doing like a hawk chase thing where they gotta go find this bird, which I also <laughs> don't know what that is. But um, he's out in the woods and he meets an old crone um, yes. whose name in the credits is Old Crone, and he calls her Old Crone constantly and is shouting Old Crone into the woods. <laughs> old Crone for a long time. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if you want to be treated well, don't call a random lady old crone. Yeah, yeah, not in, not in the 14th century and not in the 21st century. You should exactly. um, you should not do that. Um, note to men. Um, <laughs> note to men. <laughs> so she uh, says, like, you're gonna have you're gonna have your quest. Oh, it's like, and it says it's like December 18th. I believe is correct. Yeah. yeah. And she says, you've got until Christmas, midnight on Christmas Eve to finish your quest. And I'm going to send you into a place. And she gives him this amulet. And he's into the year 2019, like, less than five minutes into the movie. Like, we are yeah. off to the races. Like, it snap, is. Snap, snap, <laughs> Exactly. Like, it's like page 18 or something is, is, is supposed to be the, the page in the script. We're on, like, page three. Like, we're yeah. not fucking around. I mean, with these movies, if they go past an hour and a half, they have to legally start killing off the cast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't want to watch it. I mean, like, the last movie we watched was, like, two hours and 16 minutes. And that is yeah. entirely too long for a rom-com. Yeah. Oh, um, I, I mean, I think you probably get away with, like, an hour 45 in a rom-com yeah. before it becomes too long. But you have to really like those characters to want to do that. Yeah. I am a strong believer in 90 minutes is best. Easy and, peasy uh, in and yeah. out. Yeah. And that's what these movies are. They are um, 90 minutes ab at the absolute top. This one is, where's the runtime on this? It's 90 minutes. 92, yeah. 92. I do not like the way IMDb looks on. Um, so yeah, he gets sent <laughs> to the future and we are in um, uh, Ohio. Ohio. Yeah, he doesn't just move through time. <laughs> it's actually Canada. He doesn't just move through time. He moves through space mm -hmm. to a country that has not been created yet. That's and correct, yeah. He's totally cool and, with it. And he doesn't ask any questions. He is the most chill time travel traveler in the history of media. Like, he takes everything <laughs> in stride. 
Um, it's absurd how easily adaptable to 2019 he is. Not since Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure have people <laughs> been so comfortable moving drastically from one time period to another. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and then he meets he meets the Hudge, uh, the Hudge. who is yeah. Tell us about uh, tell us about the Hudge. So Vanessa Hudgens, um, I, what is Vanessa Hudgens' character's name? I don't even know. It doesn't matter up. because she's the Hudge. She's Vanessa Hudgens. Rom com protagonist. protagonist Vanessa Hudgens. Is her name Madison? No, Madison is her. Um, her is sister. her sister's name? Right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so he meets he meets Vanessa Hudgens, <laughs> and. Uh, she's like who's this crazy guy and then she accidentally spills her hot chocolate on it. she's at this christmas market fair thing with her niece her name is brooke oh brooke brooke yeah yeah okay well he meets brooke and then he she spills some hot chocolate on him and she goes oh i'm so sorry and he goes mm, what is this delicious mead in which Correct, charlie yes. made an excellent point everything to this man is mead well, it's because it's sweet. But everything is mead. I mean, mead is alcoholic. And it's not hot. But it's sweet. It? Well, yeah, mead is sweet. It's made out of honey. But so is just, like, you know, juice. I guess well, I they didn't I have juice. I don't think they really did juice because they didn't have refrigeration. So it was, like, things had to be um, be fermented so they would stay, they would last, yeah. Oh, okay. And it was well, also hot. I am I am corrected. I'm so sorry. I I <laughs> I don't know why I'm defending all of the choices in this insane movie. But like we I was watching that it's like, "Oh yeah, mead because it's sweet." Immediately like, "Oh yeah, it makes perfect sense." No it doesn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Charlie and I lost our minds like, "Mead? That's where you go?" I'm an idiot. Okay. It could have been soup for all you know. But uh <laughs> So yeah, he meets Brooke and then he's just like running around the Christmas market going, old crone, old crone. And people are like, what is this crazy person? You get to a bunch of tweens or teens and they're like, let's take a selfie. And he's like, what? But somehow he kind of poses for this picture. because, Yeah. Even though yeah. like he probably hasn't even had a portrait ever painted of him in his life. Exactly. He knows what poses are. And, <laughs> and then uh, you also have find out that Brooke is a teacher with an amazing salary. Boy, well, oh boy. I'm going to defend the movie again. Um, <laughs> I wrote that down. I was like, how does she... She So we're going to get ahead of ourselves here. But he basically... Uh, she hits him with her car. Yes. Um, and he, he apparently... Because at first she thinks that he is an actor at this Christmas mm-hmm. village that they're at. Because there's a yes. bunch of like knights whose costumes look nowhere near as good as his. <laughs> nope. Um... They're holding paper shields, and he's, like, in full, like, medieval times regalia. Yeah, he has an actual sword. Like, sharp, pointy sword. He does. And um, she hits him with her car, and this, uh, the, the only cop in town. Uh, the, like, here's the thing. So they do take, she does take him to the hospital, which, yes. fair. Like, right decision. She In 13 Going on 30, she literally tells everyone that she meets, I'm 13 years old and I jumped into the future and they're like, hmm, we don't need to take her to the hospital. She doesn't need She's to get fine. checked out or anything. Yeah. You've got an important meeting to go to. <laughs> At least Brooke 
takes him to the hospital because she's like, this man needs mental help. And the doctors yep. are like, ah, he's fine. Yeah. Um, they release him. And she's like, okay, well you can live in my guest house. And I wrote yes. guest house. Oh yeah. Her ginormous <laughs> in, guest house. In suburban Toronto. I mean, Ohio. Ohio. Definitely and, not Toronto. Um, they, uh, yeah, and on a teacher's salary, she affords a house yeah. with a guest house. But later it does say that it was her parents' house that she inherited from them. But she, I mean, in non-defense of the movie, she says, you can stay in my guest house. I know it's not much. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not much. And her parents were uh, real estate tycoons or, or something. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't say, but. Her dad was a police officer. <laughs> really? Yes. Because the cop, when they're leaving the hospital, the cop turns to Vanessa Hutchinson and he goes, you know, your dad would have been really proud. He would have been really proud that you're doing this. You know, we miss him on the force. Miss him on the force? No! Oh, man. Pre-2020, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a lot of things to say about that police department. This movie is very pro-cop. Um, yeah. Which, yeah. It was a different time, I guess. I mean, it wasn't that different of a time. But, um, you know, it's it's uncomfortable, for sure. The <laughs> amount of um, of dick writing this movie does on the on yeah. small town cops. It's very possible it was probably funded by the police. By the Toronto Police Department? Yeah, maybe. Toronto. Well, no, they would have said it in Canada. It had That's to be true. like That's an true. American police, because an Ohio police department, because they were like, you know what? We've been getting a lot of bad, bad press lately. I don't understand why. So we're going to put all of our money from this year's budget towards this movie that's going to go on Netflix. <laughs> it's not about cops. We'll have one less tank and make this movie about... Um... <laughs> well, we probably just lost a lot of listeners. Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> I don't know what the... I don't know what the overlap of... Um... Uh, people who are cops and people who who love rom coms enough to listen to a podcast are, but <laughs> sorry. Oh man! So then she takes him to the hospital. They release him. They're like, "There's nothing wrong with this man. He's fine." <laughs> and Except the fact that he thinks he's a medieval knight. Exactly, yeah. a medieval knight. And they just let him have the sword. He yes! just. They- it's a broadsword. And she does nothing to take it away. So she, he he basically. It comes home with her, to which everyone is thinking, including her sister, even tells her, are you insane? This man is crazy. Why are you bringing him home? And she goes, I'm a teacher. Yeah. I, I know a good apple when I see one. And I was like, that's is, not, no. I mean, teachers insane. are great. That's insane. Teachers can do all sorts of things. Mind read to know that someone's not going to cause you harm. I do not think so. Letting a strange man that you met that day live in your house with you? With Absolutely a sword? Not. With a sword? Yeah. With a sword! Uh, no matter how cute he is. Exactly! Um, should, we talk about, should we talk about Josh Whitehouse? Is that his name? Josh Whitehouse. Really quick? Circle? <laughs> yeah, circle. Um, it's interesting because I think he's cute. But he's not like super super like 
hunky the way a lot of yes. the protagonists in these movies tend to be. Like he's not oh, like yeah. Joe Man Gianello, for example. He's not like yeah. huge and ripped and like he's yeah. kind of goofy. Um, mm-hmm. he's got a dumb haircut, which is like yeah. I mean, I, part of that is like he's supposed to be a medieval knight, but also like he's he's a comic actor. Yeah. You know? Like, um, that's, that's his, that's his type that I would put him in. And, um, oh, for sure. I think he's, I think he's good in this. Um, like genuinely. Actually, yeah. I genuinely think that with what they were given, the, he did a great job. Yeah. He was in, um, the, the Valley Girl musical movie they made in 2020, mm. um, with, uh, with Catherine Newton, um, really? which I want to be good but i haven't seen it um because i love valley girl and i love musicals but um yeah some people like it and it got really it got completely slept on and people didn't like it he's also in daisy jones and the six which i have not seen (gasps) yes that's where i recognize him from is he one of the six also he is one of the six he's very like goofy sweet sort of yeah Yeah. i mean that's 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 what his that's what he that's what he looks like you know that's his type he's not a yeah He's not a traditional um, Hallmark movie romance protagonist. No. He I is would say his, much his brother. more. Yeah. Yeah. His, yeah. But he's like, he looks more. like, yeah, he looks like a comic relief character. And um, I think, I think, I think they did a great job casting him. I think it's, yeah. it's refreshing to see that kind of, he also looks like a puppy dog. He's very innocent looking, which I guess is yeah. part of the reason why she feels like she's safe with him in her guest house. I mean, I guess she had, she could like it's a separate house. I guess you could like lock him out. I bet that was a script note. I bet that yeah. was like, that was a thing where they're like, no woman is going to let yep. this random man live in her house with her. And then they changed in the script to like a guest house with a separate entrance. But the way that they like film this movie and the way that they, other characters leave and enter her house and his house really makes me believe that they were only able to get one giant mansion (laughs) oh for sure yeah 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 it's just the other side of the yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's the same house and i'm pretty sure that her sister's house is also that house (laughs) probably yeah i could not tell the difference between any of these houses so i'm pretty sure we had one mansion i mean like that's the suburbs also you know like (laughs) that's just that's what those houses look like. They're they're all like the McMansions, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's what they are. <laughs> they're all millennial gray on the inside. They look like shit. <laughs> that's a McMansion. I've got a pet peeve here. Um, one of Go my on. my first note note here is that she calls her sis, which is something that happens all the time in movies that I absolutely despise. Um. <laughs> Because, like, I don't know, maybe some people do this, but, like, you have a sister, I have two sisters, I have never mm-hmm. called either of my sisters sis in my life. Um, I, it is I one of those I things. Have. Do you really? Okay. I mean, not not regularly. I, I'm not going, I'm not going, hey, sis. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no, I feel like that's come out of my mouth. I don't know. Usually, oh, really? it's, <laughs> usually it's, Rebecca, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know that's sisterhood for you. Yeah. No, love yeah, you, Rebecca. Yeah. She's definitely listening to this podcast. Yeah, and mine was Angela. Stop. Um, <laughs> she's older than me. The um, 
it's just one of those things where it's like just lazy script writing, you know, it's like we need to establish that this is her sister. Uh, and we have to do that with this line where they call that. Yeah, it's just yep. just a little thing that always bothers me when I see it in movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Instead of subtly yeah. working in, oh, did mom and dad tell you such and such and such and such? And that's how you know that they're sisters. Yeah, exactly. Well, their parents are dead, so. But exactly why they can't do that because their parents are dead. Remember when mom and dad died? <laughs> Remember when mom and dad died? <laughs> So, uh, Circle is looking for his quest, which is obviously that he has to fall in love with the Hudge, but everyone obviously. realizes that except for him. Yeah. And um, the Hudge is, uh, like, putting together this big, like, um, so in a lot of a lot of romance novels and a lot of rom-coms, there's, like, an event that we're leading up to that's going to be in our third act thing. And in this case, it is, um, it's this big charity kind of event thing like a christmas dinner for like uh for charity and for like members of the community who are you know um less fortunate like less financially off well off and uh she kind of hosts it because it was something that her parents did and there's this like side plot with this um man whose uh wife died and he's got four kids and like he can't afford to give them a christmas and so there's a lot of this stuff revolving around like trying to make sure they have a Christmas. Yep. I have a lot of thoughts on that family. All right, let's do it. Let's get into it. So the first time you see this family, you see them in line asking Santa for Christmas presents. And only right, one right. of them gets to sit on Santa's lap and then they all get up and leave. <laughs> so only one child was allowed. Only one out of the four, and then the well, you gotta pay. You gotta pay ten bucks, so you know, like, famously have to have to pay to sit in Santa's lap. So the next year, the next kid gets to sit in Santa's lap. And and then, then the next scene that we see him. Oh well, hold on. In that scene, in that scene, the little kid asks Santa for a bike, and Santa makes eye contact with the dad, and is like, "Bike." And the dad's like, not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. And that's how we're supposed to know that this guy is poor. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but then, so then a little later on in the movie, you see him dropping off his four kids with um, uh, Vanessa Hudgens' sister, whatever her name Madison. is. Madison. Madison. Because one of his kids is best friends with Madison's daughter. And as he's walking away... He goes, thanks. And the, he's walking away with like a coffee mug. I swear to God, I swear to God, that man has a Yeti. It is a Yeti coffee mug. And those are expensive? Those are like $75, $90. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. That man has a Yeti. Sell the Yeti. Just one of these things where like you get mad if you see a homeless person with a cell phone. Is that what? Is that where we're going here? But he also has an iPhone. Later on, he's Maybe somebody gave it to him. <laughs> Leave him alone. He can have a Yeti if he wants. <laughs> does he not deserve to have hot coffee, Emma? He does. I just, if it was a Yeti, maybe you should have thought about that and instead use the money to buy your kid a bike. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I mean, like, I don't know how much bikes are. 
I don't either. I feel like they're more than a Yeti. I just I feel it like it's more than $75. Yeah. yeah. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. in real life that that would be a situation. I know. I'm just yeah. teasing you. I know. Um, it's what you're talking about is like a continu- like a, a, a production design error. Exactly. As opposed to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then the little girl doesn't have mittens. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so for mittens, for sure. Like, if you can, like, maybe you should buy your daughter some mittens. You know, yeah. it, you live in Canada. It's cold. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Ohio. <laughs> and also, this man is like the most French person I've ever seen in my life, we should say. Like, um, so yes, that's true. She doesn't have mittens and Madison's little girl gives her her mittens because yeah. she's kind. Uh, and then the, at the, at the charity thing, like they, um, they put together this Christmas for her. And so that's one of the things where like circle thinks that that is that maybe that was his quest, you know, it was like yeah. helping this family, you know, and yeah. you know, Brooke is like, well, maybe that was your quest. And he's like, no, that wasn't my quest. <laughs> I'll know it when I see it. Yeah, exactly. And then Madison's little girl and the 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 man, the the the, the poor man, <laughs> the poor child. His, yeah, his little girl. They're the friends. They get like stuck on the ice in a in a. They get lost in a, like a blizzard and like they get stuck on this frozen ice uh, pond that's that's cracking. And he like rescues mm-hmm. the little girls. And Brooke is like, "Well, yeah. that's got to be your quest." And like, he's nah. like, "I don't know." Mm-mm. Obviously, the quest is falling in love with her, and like. What could it be? They have some chemistry. There's some like, there's some cute scenes, you know, he watches a bunch of TV and learns how the 21st century works really quickly. Um, Faster than my husband who has lived in this country for 10 years and speaks modern British English. (laughs) (laughs) Sir Cole learned um, an American accent in, I think, 24 hours. Maybe twelve. Yeah, well, I mean, he doesn't. I mean, he he doesn't do it. I mean, the actor is British, to be fair, and yeah. he he yeah he. But he does like he does like a cute little like fake California accent kind of thing a couple What's of times. What's up, dude? Um, but he does he does have some fun things. He says when uh, when he's surprised, he says he gads once, which I love. <laughs> I felt yep. like that was worth worth writing down. Um, oh, there's a there's a bit. They go to the grocery store. Um, they go to that. an extremely American-looking grocery store, and um, she's she's having a conversation in the background. He's like eating bread and like <laughs> spitting it out because it's disgusting. <laughs> it's very funny, and right. he's like, "I'm gonna make you bread from scratch. We're gonna go get like yeah. ingredients for bread, and I'm gonna make bread." And she's like, "This bread is fine," and he goes, "It tastes like cocket." <laughs> I don't know what, and I don't know what cocket is, but. Um, my guess is it's it's not good, yeah. Um, yeah, so of course he's the perfect man and he bakes like the most beautiful bread in the world and there's a bean in one. Yeah, he bakes magic bean Christmas bread. <laughs> and whoever gets the bean gets the Christmas wish. Which is when I started to question, actually I had been questioning this entire time and it led me down a rabbit hole today. Because I was questioning if they had Christmas in the 1300s. <laughs> I was like, surely they don't have Christmas. And he doesn't know what this is. But no, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I mean, they did. Yeah, of course they did. Yeah, they had Christmas. It, it was, there I mean, was no Santa Claus. Well, no. Or Father Christmas, to which Charlie 
at one point, Circle says, yes, go say hello to Father Christmas. And Charlie goes, he doesn't know what Father Christmas is. You're so cynical. <laughs> so cynical. Was that before or after uh, Circle had watched a bunch of television, though? Mm? Oh, it was after. That's a good point. He there might know what Father Christmas is, thanks to all of the Netflix Christmas movies. Netflix-owned <laughs> Christmas rom-com starring Kristen Davis that he watched. Yeah. Yes. There was actually two. I saw in the fun facts, there's two that um, that were prominently featured that are both Netflix originals. Um, let's see. The Holiday Calendar from 2018. There's two. And then Holiday in the Wild is the one that you see the most of, which is the one with Kristen Davis. Kristen Davis. Yeah. Charlotte from Sex in the City. Yes. <laughs> oh, there's some lesbians. There were uh, some lesbians walked by, which you love to see. Um, Wait, where were the lesbians? That's how you can tell it's not a Hallmark movie. Um, I wrote down random lesbian sighting. Uh, I think maybe in the Christmas village. I'm not sure. They basically oh. just like walk by or something. Like it's just. Uh... Yeah, I said that's how you know it's not a Hallmark movie. Oh, because lesbians. Yeah, they go out to dinner and uh, he they they do the, you know, it's always funny when a medieval person goes to a restaurant and he, he calls the person a wench and call, asks for more. Here, wench! Yeah. Oh, also, I thought it was weird that there's an Alexa, even though this is a Netflix yeah. movie. It seemed I like... Uh, Such a weird product placement. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they call it Alexa instead of some sort of off-brand device i think that that's probably where all of their soundtrack budget went was towards getting the rights to call alexa alexa because all the other songs in this movie sound like that everyone in the cast went backstage like into a sound booth and just oh, had yeah. like garage band on and go dashing through the snow <laughs> well, it's also also <laughs> she says like um playing one horse open sleigh like that's not the name of that song that's a very famous song that is not called One Horse Open Sleigh. It is called Jingle Bells. And literally everybody knows that. The fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, it's the the most low rent, um, uh, free, uh, uh, public rights available Christmas songs you've it's ever heard. So good. It's except, so good. except. Oh, except. The song written performed and produced by josh whitehouse which plays over the montage at the end i was watching it with caitlin and i'm like that's that guy that that sounds just like him that has got to be the actor singing this song and i looked it up and it was yeah it's not great it's not a good song um it sounds slightly better and better produced than the than the terrible christmas carols that they're playing than the christmas carols they downloaded off of um you know, some website of, uh, of free music, freechristmasmusic.com. But it is a, it is a very, it's a, it's a, it makes you like, it's a laugh. Um, it's a yeah. punchline. Like when that song starts up, it's so earnest and dramatic oh. and, and it's very clearly the actor singing. I really honestly think that he probably was just like hanging out between takes, you know, just broing out bros being bros yeah. and just playing his guitar. And <laughs> The director goes by or some producer and goes, oh, my God, can you play that song one more time for me, please? Yeah. Would would you do that for free? Can we have that song for can, free? Can we have that song? Can we put you in this sound booth? That song sounds free. 
sounds remotely Christmassy. Yeah. He has a whole album. Uh, Josh Whitehouse does. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I did oh. not listen to it, and I'm not going to. Oh, also, uh, in the scene when they're making bread together, uh, Circle does the thing that guys always do that they made fun of in Barbie super hard, where she's kneading the dough, and he goes, oh, you can't knead a dough like that. That's too much. The dough is not going to rise. And then he comes behind her and starts do it, showing her how to do it, to which I said, Sir Cole was the OG Ken. Yeah. Oh, he is. He's very himbo. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very himbo. Um, less, less toxic than uh, than yes. Ken, which is surprising considering he's uh, you know seven hundred years old. <laughs> and Ken is fictional. Well, I mean, so is he. Well, they were both written by Circle, women. Of course, <laughs> Circle of course is is a famous historical uh, character. <laughs> a it's real very knight. prevalent in the historic record. Um. <laughs> oh, and then if I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say one more thing about the police force that sponsored this movie. So, <laughs> the police force. At one point, there is a line from the one cop in this town. He goes up to Circle and he goes, "You know, you really, you've got some spunk in you, man. You should think about joining oh the force." <laughs> I know. I know. I screamed. He's like, don't be a cop, Cole. He's like, or I could open a bakery. I'm like, yeah, open a bakery. That's a classic rom-com thing. You should definitely open a bakery and not be a cop, Officer Circle. And the cop is like, you have to pass the mental exam. I'm like, yeah. I bet not. I bet Circle will not be the most um, mentally... uh, Stable? Yeah, the, he will not be the most mentally unstable member of, of that or any police force. No, 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 no. Especially since he was basically giving him a badge and a uniform in that line. Yeah. <laughs> After, yeah. you know, he this man had been just running around with a sword all over random town Ohio. Yeah, and everyone was fine with that. And that everyone was very... Was uh, that. At least very it wasn't cool. a gun. Yeah. One thing that they do in this movie is uh, is he gives her a Christmas gift, which he they don't does. do in the holiday uh, because That's the holiday true. is not really about Christmas. Um, ding, ding, ding. They, nobody gets anything. How do we not mention? Nobody gets anybody anything for Christmas. They all right. celebrate Christmas. Well, it's hard to say. I'm not mm. sure if Jack Black is Jewish in the holiday or yeah. if they're just at Hanukkah dinner because... Eli Wallach and his friends are Jewish. I think they're really at get Hanukkah into it. dinner. I think that that they're just at Hanukkah dinner. But I mean, regardless, I think that Jude Law definitely got Cameron Diaz something for Christmas, <laughs> and that was his dick. Yeah, yeah, I got that. Was subtle, but I got it. Yeah, <laughs> and his two children. He gave and honestly, her that's his two children. it's one. It's it's a it's, yikes. Um, it's, I was gonna say, like, what a great Christmas gift, honestly. Like, if there's, if there's something that's on every woman who likes men's Christmas uh, list every year, it's Jude Law's dick. Can we, Of like, course. Uh, theoretically. In, theoretically, in that's true. I don't know how clean that dick is. No, 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 yeah, yeah, not Jude Law's dick. Graham... Whatever oh, his okay. last name is. Graham, yeah, 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 yeah. the character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Napkinhead. Mr. Napkinhead. I mean, yeah. I want that. Mr. Napkinhead's right. dick. 
Yeah. Um, so that's all about this movie. Um, but yeah. yeah, so he mentions in passing at one point that when he, the, his Christmas gifts as a child were an orange and a hay penny, uh, which is probably accurate. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I know, know I know, I know from, um, Laura Ingalls Wilder that they used to get oranges for Christmas and that's only five, like, and that's only 500 years later. So yeah. obviously still a thing it's actually it's a thing in the uk i uh to get it's a, a thing in my house to get an orange? we always an orange in the stocking yeah oh yeah uh, i was gonna say in the uk what you get a a satsuma in your stocking oh sure yeah mm-hmm. a satsuma yeah the um so yeah so she gives him for christmas an orange and uh, a half dollar which is very cute uh, and he gets her nothing, right? I mean, some might say he also gave her his dick. He lost dick, yeah. Um, <laughs> but okay, first of all, so this is a this is a you know it's not a Hallmark movie, but it is still a very TVPG, yeah. maybe even TVG. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, there's no swearing, no sex, no nothing. Yeah, they kiss like a couple of times, which is better than Hallmark because Hallmark movies. Hallmark movies, they don't kiss until the very last scene, you know, mm-hmm. so. And they just stare at each other. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is very tame. Uh, this is the, by far the most tame movie we watched in this podcast so far. But it's oh, uh, sure. it's sweet. Um, it's I sweet. like this yeah. movie. It's, it's fun. It's a fun little like, romp. Um, and Caitlin was excited to watch it. Caitlin watched this one with oh, me. Oh, good. Did she have any thoughts, um, feelings, opinions? Nothing. I mean, we pretty much like a lot of the stuff that I wrote down is stuff that, you know, either she or I said, and we, you know, kind of, so I guess kind of collaborate. I guess I should make a point to try to have like, like Caitlin said this in the future, but at this point, uh, not really. I mean, it's hard not to take note for Charlie, so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Are we to assume, so like Madison's kid. Yeah. um, So. The Hudge's sister, her her niece, so Hudge, yeah. Hudge's niece, um, yeah. Madison's kid, wants a puppy for Christmas. Oh, this is exactly and... where it's going! Okay, great, great. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, Charlie's biggest problem with this movie, his biggest issue, was the fact that Madison uh, and her husband has just took that puppy in stride that they were not bothered that some stranger came in and left a random dog in their house and then they yeah. are just gonna keep it they don't know if this puppy is diseased they don't know if this puppy is stolen they don't know a lot about this puppy but they're cool with listen, it listen i get that criticism but if the, if a random puppy shut up in my apartment i would 110 percent that puppy is mine now you know like <laughs> this is my dog as long as it's not wearing a collar that says like you know this is my address or something like i don't know so like uh basically like he he feels like he has he gets his amulet and he um he goes back to the uh to 1334 yeah yeah because he needs to see his his brother's like um knighthood knighting his his knighting whatever they call that yeah night thing <laughs> um and uh so he, he goes he goes there he gets back in time and he's there and he sees his brother and his brother's like where have you been and he's like well i've been lost in the woods <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it 
And he said, I found my quest. It's love. It's true love. I met this woman. She's great. He's like, oh, great. You should go be with her. And he like understands that this means he's never going to see him again. As opposed to like, well, where is the lady? Like, go get her and bring her here. They don't discuss any of this. Nope. Um, And he's like, well, I need to be there for your knighthood celebration. And he's like, no, go out of here. I'm like, how long could the knighthood celebration last? He couldn't stay there for like, you know, 30 minutes or something and see his brother get knighted before he goes. He's got literally all the time in the world. Right. Um, Literally. I I got very confused about time uh, while watching this movie. And it doesn't help that I've been watching a lot of time travel television shows. And I like I started. Have you watched Netflix's Bodies? No, I've never even heard of it. Well, it's a show on Netflix. There's time travel involved. Spoiler alert. And you get to a point where you're just like, this is too much time travel. I just it's I'm starting to question is time happening all the time and are is time like so what's happening now is also happening again a year from now we're just in different timelines i don't i just yeah. i get very confused and then i started re-watching outlander while charlie was out of town because i got lonely and <laughs> and yeah. uh um that also has time travel and so when we got to this movie i was just like oh no how does he? I can't. My brain. I don't know. Yeah. Luckily, luckily, this movie begs you not to think too hard about it. Thank um, God. <laughs> there's a TV show called Dark, which is this German show that's also uh, on Netflix. So Have you seen this? Oh, you've oh, seen it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, will tie your brain in knots though because it too is too much time travel. So, there's so. It's like there's three timelines. There's like yeah. people in the 80s and people in the 50s. And then like it yep. keeps expanding. Like and there's people in the future and people in like the 1910s. And yep. some of them are the same characters or those characters' parents. But they're all played by different actors. And they're all white German men. And they all look exactly the same. <laughs> um, it's so difficult to it's keep so track confusing. of it. I mean, like. But, like, they acknowledged it at least, so they made a website where you can go on and put in what episode you're on. Because, like, stuff, it's crazy, too. Like, stuff happens in every episode where, like, characters are dying or you realize that this person is actually this person in a later timeline and everything. And you put in what episode you're on so it doesn't spoil it, but it gives you, like, a family tree and shows photos of everyone and tells you exactly what's happening up to that episode. It's so smart. I wish more shows did that. Nice. I need that for bodies. I had to pause it. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. They might have it. Yeah. Possibly. But because bodies is basically like British dark. It's just, you get oh, so really? much, so much time travel and you start questioning your own reality. And that's when I, that's when, I, that's when I gotta, I gotta draw a line. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I've, um, I've been watching a lot of the television show house recently. Um, <laughs> could, nice. I, I couldn't tell you why. Um, it was one of those things like when I was in college, for whatever reason, like in the in the student union, like you'd go like we'd be going to what we called the hut, which was like the little fast food place on the yeah. on our college campus. And we'd walk through like the student union and there'd always be people watching house um, <laughs> like on the communal TV in the student union. Like it's RuPaul's Dragon. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, exactly. Except it was, you know, 2006. So it was House. <laughs> and uh, and I remember, like, 
like sometimes I would sit down and watch an episode of House with the strangers in the student union watching House. Um, so I have uh, I have some weird memories of that show. But yeah, my friend Luke, with this Plex server with uh, with my friends uh, Cassie and Luke, who have, I think I've mentioned on this uh, podcast before, um, he added all the entire series of House to the Plex server, oh, no. and so I decided to start <laughs> watching it. Um, and I've watched way too many episodes of House because one of those yeah. things where it's like. It's so there's there's basically no con- continuity between episodes and you can just yeah. like watch this medical mystery for 45 minutes. Very much like Murder, She Wrote for me, which is like yeah. a classic, like my best friend when I was a kid, we used to watch Murder, She Wrote together on like her VHSs that she had of it. Oh. And like my mom and I watch Murder, She Wrote when I'm in town. And um, so, yeah, it's very much like that. It's one of those things where it's like, this is calming to me. This is relaxing. I can just kind of zone out and watch this. But yeah, I've yeah. started to have I've had two dreams now where I have something seriously wrong with me medically. So I need to maybe slow down on the house. It started yeah, to infect down. me. Yeah. Slow down on, on the house. Yeah. 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 That's that that's where you draw the line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> house. Famously famously in the night before Christmas. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I mean, well, there's there's several houses in Night Before Christmas. You know? That's true. That's true. But no doctors. Well, actually, there are doctors, but we don't really meet them. I would love to meet the doctors it, that took care of Circle. Yeah. Yeah. Very negligent. Obviously. I mean, Dr. House would love somebody who thinks that he's a knight from medieval times. And he keeps finding evidence that yeah. he is like there's no like there's no like, you know, vaccinations or, or medical mm-hmm. history or something. And he's like, I think this guy might actually be from the 14th century. <laughs> Dr. Chase yeah. is like, well, that's impossible. That was <laughs> supposed to be Australian and turned into Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppin. Who's Australian in house? Dr. Chase, Jesse Spencer. Really? Oh yeah. He's Australian. Oh, nice. Crikey house. There it is. That's what he says. Yeah. <laughs> Ow, I, didn't, I would just love so hard I hit my head into my microphone. <laughs> all right, we're keeping that. Um, well, I think that's all we got on the night before yeah. Christmas. Oh, that's what I was going to say. So he has no vaccinations, but he is of perfect health the entire time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like he Don't would. Don't worry about it. Um, final thoughts on. The night before Christmas, my final thought is this would have made a very spicy porno. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Or like, or even like, like a little, like a, like an R rated, you know, sexy yeah. rom com. He could have um, had sex I with think... the crone. He could have had sex with Vanessa oh. Hudgens. <laughs> At one point, there could have been a threesome between. <laughs> Circle, Vanessa Hudgens, and um, the dad of Vanessa Hudgens's niece, thanking Circle for saving the child on the ice. Tons of porno opportunity. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. That's a thanks. This is a new segment for Go Get Your Girl. It's called Porno Opportunities. Porno Opportunities. Please insert a sexy baseline here when you edit yeah. this together. Um, you betcha. It'll be a sound effect that right. goes, porno. What? Porno. Oh, my God. 
We got to record in the afternoon more often. You're in a weird I mood. I know, right? I'm real punchy. Real punchy. You're today. not. <laughs> You're not sleepy. We gotta go to bed at nine PM because you have to be wait, 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 so early. Yeah. I know. Love it. Love it. It's all staying in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. 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 So what are your final thoughts on the night before? Um Christmas? I have a thought. Why do people in Christmas movies do Christmas shit so late? Um She doesn't get a tree until the twenty third? That's insane. That's that's insane behavior. Um, she's like putting up decorations and stuff and it is like the week of Christmas and that happens all the time. And honestly, it's because they need to be doing Christmassy things, but they also need to have a time frame that is short. It's like, I don't know people who are like, they're always trimming the tree on Christmas Eve, which is nobody does. No one I know does that. Nobody does that. You, you, you put the tree up and you put ornaments on like December 1st. Yeah, exactly. And then you sit back and you enjoy that fucking Christmas tree until, for Charlie, it is twelfth day after Christmas. It's a British thing. As it, oh, whatever. he's a um, he's an epiphany epiphany boy. Yeah. So um, in England, you can only keep your stuff up until the twelfth day of Christmas, and then it has to January sixth. Yep, yeah. January sixth. That is uh, Caitlin's Ooh. mom. It's very much Caitlin's mom is Anglican. Uh, and is very much into that. Uh, they always do that. She sends us gifts um, for the Feast of St. Nicholas every year. Um, and they, and she's very much into the uh, the 12 days of Christmas, which is December 25th to January 6th, mm-hmm. which is the Epiphany, yeah. which is when the wise men arrived at the manger. Yeah. Supposedly. I don't know. I just know that it makes me sad because then we have to just put away the Christmas stuff like first week of January, and I just—I mean, it oh, makes yeah. sense. No, we don't do that. Yeah, it, it's we, just we, like we've kept the Christmas feeling. tree until February before. Um, I mean, I'm not proud of that behavior. That is—it's <laughs> not out of Christmas cheer; it's out of laziness. But we've, yeah, yeah. yeah. That we've was that was that, was that was that was. That was 2021, though, and, like, we needed it, you know? Yeah. We all, I think Christmas 2020 and 2021 were, everyone was just trying so hard for that Christmas cheer. Yeah. Yeah, January 2021, I mean. Yeah, Christmas 2020, January, February 2021 is when we. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. And we're we're continuing with Christmas cheer on this podcast. um, Because next week, we are going to watch... Another Christmas movie. Yeah. Um, this one is um, Love Hard. Hell which yeah. Which is a, have you seen this? I have. I love this movie. Okay. I love yeah. It. Fun. Yeah. Love With Hard. With Nina Dobrev. I, yes. Yeah. Charlie once drunk watched it one night and he loved it. And so I can't wait to w- yeah. watch him watch this again. <laughs> it's another, it's another Netflix one, but this one is, um, this one's. This is not a, like a hallmarky one. This is like no, a real like raunchier. Yeah. 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 It's rated R. Yeah. Yeah. There's swearing. There's allusions to sex. I don't think we get any sex. You get. We love allusions what? to sex. Yeah. Love allusions to sex. <laughs> Name of my band. Allusions to sex. Yeah. amazing awesome well thank you guys so much for listening my name is emma palooza you can follow me on all of my socials at emily m pizza that by all my socials i mean that's pretty much instagram and um tiktok and you can visit my website at www.emmapalooza.com 
Uh, my name is Katie Coleman. You can follow me on social media at Katie of the Lake. And you can follow this podcast on Instagram at Go Get Your Girl Pod. And you can email us at Go Get Your Girl Pod at gmail.com. Uh, we would like to thank Andrew Milliken and Nick Svoboda for our theme music. And we would like to thank Elena Henderson for her amazing artwork. That is our logo. Yeah. And we will, uh, we will see you next week. Yeah. And as always, I, I love this and I love love. Yeah. Good night. (laughs) Good night.